1: a good sexy story different from a not good sexy story because it just like adds Like it's hard sometimes in like reading a novel to like get the actual feel of what's going on but when it's like oh we're like at the coffee shop and this is like actually happening it's like very different
0: <laughs> and there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves Greek gods and goddesses Regency-era historical fiction for you, Sam, and Fairy Smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore.
1: Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup.
0: That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And
1: I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is in fear of becoming a bridezilla. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not mental health practitioners.
0: We are not. <laughs> Definitely not. We are not trained in this. We are not professionals. Um, so please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings, so hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love.
1: All right. We're going to dive right into our letter today. So this letter comes from Borderline Bridezilla, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from Not-So-Engagement-Bliss. I'm writing because my fiance and I are going through the most painful experience both of us have ever gone through, and Mm. we've been through a lot. For context, my partner and I got engaged in June, and we've been excitedly planning the wedding ever since. It's been stressful, but my partner, he, him, is my good, true love. We communicate openly, take accountability, and show up for each other. Given that we both struggle with mental illness, this is sometimes really hard. I was diagnosed officially a few months ago with borderline personality disorder, which puts a name to the struggles I have interpersonally with others. But with the majority of my friends and my partner, they are understanding and it feels like a team effort to solve problems as they come up. So what's the issue? Well, we asked our two couple best friends, let's call them Karen and John, to be in the wedding. John is my partner's best friend of six years plus. Karen and I became friends three years ago when I started dating my partner. I was hesitant to ask her to be in my wedding because while we got close very fast, I noticed things about her and our friendship that concerned me. When we would argue, she would tell me that, quote, my feelings are not her responsibility and explain that she doesn't believe that she should have to say sorry when someone's feelings are hurt. This raised a red flag, but because of the relationship my partner has with John and the four of us being friends, I did my best to let it go and try to nurture the friendship despite feeling unseen and unheard by her in conflict." Unfortunately, I shared a lot with Karen and John about my BPD diagnosis, thinking that they would be supportive of me as they appeared to be. I ended up asking Karen to be a bridesmaid, despite her constant complaining about how marriage is stupid and general negative attitude that I tried to overlook and move past in the name of our friendship. I believed that despite these differences in personality and beliefs that having her as my friend and bridesmaid would be a good thing. Fast forward to bridesmaid dress shopping. The entire time she complained. She said she didn't know what my vision for my wedding was when I told her beforehand that the dress just had to be long and purple. She repeatedly asked me the same questions over and over and hated every dress that she tried on. The entire bridal party and the stylist was stressed. I left feeling absolutely terrible and overwhelmed. I talked to my partner because I knew that if I directly confronted her, she would tell me that my feelings were my problem. He offered to reach out to her instead, trying to facilitate dialogue first. He texted her to try and set up a conversation between the two of them because I wasn't really talking to her or John at that point. While I recognized I could have been more direct in the situation, I didn't feel safe to. She called my partner with John on the line and my partner and I explained why I was upset and why I didn't feel safe talking to her directly. She cried the entire time. John then went on to say that Karen had been very considerate of me based off the everything that they knew about my mental health issues. From there, I froze. I started over-apologizing and crying, and he went on to say that my direct examples of why I was upset that day were invalid and assumptions. I felt crushed. They explained they needed time to think about this, and we didn't speak to Karen and John for a week until they reached out and asked for another phone call. We asked to meet in person, and they came to our house about after about a week of silence and told us flat out that they did not want to be in the wedding, nor did they want to be friends with us. John raised his voice at me when I vocalized that they needed to know bringing my mental health into the conversation is damaging and said, quote, he and Karen have spent the last three years validating me. They called me cruel. They said my relationship with my partner is codependent, which none of our friends and family think is true, and that my partner should, quote, get me the help I need. And this was, yes, just me being upset that I did not like Karen's behavior the day of dress shopping, I've heavily relied on my therapist for support on this, but I can't help feeling sick knowing that my partner's best friend has chosen not to be in the wedding and not to be his friend because I did not agree with his girlfriend's behavior. Our friend group has privately expressed a fear that John is in a controlling relationship with a narcissist and my partner and I also worry that we have left him isolated with Karen. Well, I'm incredibly hurt over the things that they said, I don't know how to move past this for myself and my partner. Am I crazy? I know I could have handled this situation directly and better, but I've spent the last year working with a DBT therapist on interpersonal skills, and it's not a strong suit of mine. I shut down when people tell me I'm wrong, and especially when my BPD is brought up as a reason why my feelings are invalid, especially since I work really hard to discern what is true and what isn't with my therapist." How do I support my partner in this loss? Do I need to do more self-reflection? Was I really in the wrong? Thank you for all your love and support.
0: Mm. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. I can tell um, from your description, from how you wrote it, that this is really weighing on you. Mm. And I know the the emotional labor that goes into um, conflicts like this where you stay up at night wondering all the ways in which you could have reacted differently or sure. whatnot. Like I-, I could just tell how much this is weighing on your heart and I really thank you for trusting us with it. Um, Sam and I have some advice as to how to maybe carry this a little bit differently while still, um, you know, while still healing, while still maybe putting space between these people and you. Um, And we're going to get to that in just a minute after this quick break.
1: Brands.
0: By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. This past month, I treated myself to a pair of new slippers because I'm in that hashtag mom life era of my life um, in which... <laughs> Um, I am never not in slippers, and these are 100% Australian shearling-lined clog slippers, and I love that they're slip-on, but they have those durable rub- rubber outsoles. They're super cushy, super comfortable, but I feel like I can run outside to like take the trash out in them while also like staying warm and active in the house
1: get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q u i n c e.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash just break up All right everyone, welcome back. I just want to reiterate everything that Sierra said about how challenging the situation is. Um it's it's really hard to I think be in a situation where something that you've done has like triggered this like giant sort of like chemical reaction, right? Where it's right. like, "Whoa, I just did a thing and suddenly like everything has blown up around me. Um, And it can be hard to be like, whoa, this was the thing (laughs) that like set this off, right? Or like, and there's also this like feeling that comes up in these situations where it's like kind of like a friend breakup where like suddenly it becomes like a tit for tat type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like who's the, who's in the wrong, who did the thing? And it can be like, wait a minute, where, where did all of these things come from? Why are you, why are you suddenly listing all the ways that I have done things wrong? Right. Or like who's right, who's wrong can be such a hard thing because like we're human and this is complicated. And like, maybe there's no right or wrong, just like a moment of like, this isn't working or somebody gets triggered or whatever it is. So, I just know that feeling of, of, um, having been through like a very sort of dramatic friend breakup in like a recent time Mm -hmm. of this feeling of being like, what the fuck just happened? Like, how did this, how did this all explode when all I did was try and say like, I don't like the way that you're behaving with me. Right. Like for sure. I, I totally get that. And, and I, I deeply empathize with how, how hard it can be to sit in that position and, and feel so confused and hurt at the same time.
0: Yeah. And there's a couple things that I like read in the subtext of this letter um, that I want to dive into. And the first one is this idea that it was just the way that she handled this dress shopping. You know, from your perspective, you know, the way that you would write the story of your relationship would be that, well, you know, Karen and I met in this way and I had a hard time dealing with her um at certain times, but, you know, I, I made it work. And then there was just this day that was so hard and so stressful and embarrassing and frustrating. So that was your tipping point. Right. And what I read in this, and again, I, I don't know these relationships history, but what I read in this is that Karen has a totally different story, you know, and w- would describe this relationship in such a different way. And what I want you to take from this isn't, Oh my God, there are other people out there keeping the score of all of the ways that i fucked up. What I want you to take is we all experience relationships individually, uniquely, right? That my capacity for conflict, my, my endurance in a relationship, the how much I've invested or not invested, my tipping point is wholly unique t- to me. And is absolutely different from, say, Sam in the exact same relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I have different needs from Sam that he has for me, even though Mm -hmm. we're talking about the same friendship. And that is so confusing for our hearts. That (laughs) is so difficult. Um, And why I'm leading with this, by the way, like, quick tangent. I don't want to spend a lot of time saying, debating the or justifying anyone's behavior here because I'm not really sure that these people are meant to be your friends, Yeah, <laughs> you know, no, like I'm not yep. really sure, you know, right or wrong is less important to be here. What's more important to me is offering some perspective. So we'll will help you put this to bed in a way that will empower you to move forward with peace mm-hmm. and and clarity, you know what I mean. Like, and yep. I I'm not really sure we're gonna get it from these people, or you no. know, I don't know. No, absolutely. Me out. Yeah.
1: No, I think I think you're absolutely right in that. Um, in that the the situation as it played out, right, could be perceived in like 27 different ways. Of course, like all yeah. all of these situations could be. And I just want to like. I want to like help you recognize that, that the way that you handled this, like wasn't right or wrong. It was just the way that you handled it. And the reactions that you're getting from Karen and John are telling you something important about this friendship and relationship that you've had with them. What it's not telling you is something important about who you are as a person, right. Or who your husband is Mm -hmm. as a person. And, and I want to just like, just remind you gently that like Karen and John don't have some sort of secret knowledge of you that, that other folks around you don't have. And one of the things that I would encourage you to do in this situation is, is listen to the folks who are telling you, who are in the trenches with you, who are doing the work with you to, to build this relationship, to navigate through your BPD with you, who are creating space for the fact that, um, that you're a person, right, who needs different things and that there are people who need different yes. things and this like this willingness to say to you, right? Like I'm looking at you and I think that the way that you are working with me being with me and being in relationship with me is helpful and great. And I haven't experienced you in this way whatsoever, right? There are going to be people in this world where we're just deeply incompatible. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. it was with you and Karen, right? It seemed like your stuff just triggered each other all the time. Right. It seemed like, it seemed like the way that she managed how she was interacting with you and the world was like really hard for you and probably vice versa, right? Something about the way that you are reacting or moving through the world seemed to have a really big response for her as well. And that doesn't mean that like you two are doing anything wrong necessarily. And it also doesn't mean that you're that her understanding of you is like somehow more important than everyone else in your life. Who's telling Mm. you that they want to be with you and support you. Right? Sometimes we just have people in our life where like, it just doesn't work. Right. Like where it sort of explodes for no reason other than like, we are just deeply triggered by each other. We are just like deeply incompatible with each other.
0: Unfortunately and painfully friendships come in and out of our lives all the time and for a myriad of reasons. Um, and this is not to minimize how incredibly painful it can be, but I don't want you to internalize this as all your fault. Right. Your husband or your fiance is, is capable of, you know, navigating these, these friendship changes, um, alongside you. You know what I mean? Like, this is not something that you need to fully shoulder. Um, This is something that's happening to both of you is, is I guess what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, for sure. And like, he is a person who's also capable of feeling Mm -hmm. lots of different things at the same time too. Right. So he may be really sad that he is no longer friends with John and he might also like, it may not be, he may not hold you responsible for what happened either, right? Like it sounds like you're putting a lot of blame on yourself for this situation and for the fact that like your fiance lost his friend, but your fiance may also be looking at this and saying like, wow, I didn't know this friend of mine was such a dick, right? Like I don't want to be friends with someone who's going to treat my wife or my fiance so poorly. Right. And I, I think about this in, in, if I were in a similar situation where I was friends with somebody who then sort of came out of the woodwork and, sort of stabbed my fiance in exactly the most tender spot and was like, this is all your fault. Like I would also be upset and be like, I don't know that I want to be friends with this person who would, who would treat you so poorly because I love you and I'm protective of you. And I want to be friends with people who want to have you in their life. So, I just right. want to say that like it's really easy to get into this black and white sort of situation where it's like oh I did everything wrong and I caused I this could to do happen and now my Yep, yeah, absolutely and now my fiance is mad or my fiance is lost but it's all much more complicated than that and your your yeah. fiance is capable of much more nuanced ways of thinking and feeling than that and yes. and related to that like I just want to say this person seemed to know exactly the right thing to make you doubt yourself Right? They seemed to know that saying that your your borderline personality disorder is the reason why they can't be friends with you and that the the things that you're most insecure about when it comes to your interpersonal relationships are the reasons why they don't want to be in an interpersonal relationship with you. And I want to say that that doesn't necessarily mean those things are true. I just wanna say that that means that they knew the thing that was gonna hurt you the most, right? Mm -hmm. Like that they knew the exact right button to press. And, And it's hard when that happens because then suddenly all of this work that you've been doing, all of this time and effort you've been putting into developing meaningful relationships with folks that are inclusive of your diagnosis but also working beyond it as well are now up in question, right? you have to question everything about it. Like are other people feeling about this, right? Like, is this getting in the way of all of my relationships? And I want to just say like flat out that that doesn't actually mean that it's true, right? The, the fact that they knew exactly the right thing to say about you, to make you feel the worst doesn't mean that the worst parts of you are true or the things that you're fearing the most are true. It just means that they knew the exact right thing to say, to get a rise out of you, which right. is probably what they wanted, right? Because because folks want to to get a rise out of people to point themselves as victims whatever it is. So take everything that they're saying with a grain of salt because it it does not they don't have some sort of secret knowledge about you. They they don't know every aspect of your personality and trust the people around you who are telling you that they love yeah. you, that they want to be with you, that they want to celebrate your love on your wedding day and stand up on your yeah. side and be friends with both you and your partner because those people are the people that you should be trusting and not somebody who you honestly had red flags about from the day that you met her.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And then suddenly it blew up at you because you were annoyed at how she handled herself at a dress fitting.
0: Yeah. And you know, don't get us wrong. Like I think it's so deeply challenging to move through this world, knowing that people have negative perceptions of us. For sure. But I want, what I want to leave you with other than a lot of love and encouragement is i want to leave you with hopefully a, a deeper ability to trust your own perception of things mm-hmm. and to not turn to other people to affirm what what your experience was so mm. karen had this experience but that doesn't mean you didn't have your own unique experience of this situation that doesn't mean For your sure. own feelings are invalidated and just because there's a couple out there moving through the world to have you know feelings about you i mean i have people that don't listen to our show because they don't like my laugh i have <laughs> exes that think i'm a unsafe person you know mm-hmm. um i'm sure i have people in my life that 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 think poorly of me and that is just a deeply uncomfortable thought that we have to sit with Mm -hmm. um I want to share something that my therapist said to me recently um it's in relation to trying to basically I want to hopefully add to the work that you're doing with the dbt therapist um in terms of not just you know, getting comfortable with conflict and interpersonal skills, but really strengthening that relationship to yourself to dictating what you know to be true what you know to be real and being able to find safety in that I really struggle like I really I look to other people to tell me what is okay and what isn't okay I look to other people to tell me if my feelings are valid and I'm personally trying to cut some of those cords connecting me to an external validation and instead um and find, instead find that validation within myself and something my sure. therapist and I are working on is the idea that when you break that cord, when you, when you break that habit, when you don't look to Karen and her boyfriend to tell you about yourself, it's destabilizing, right? It's destabilizing mm. to look at where you used to get affirmation and love and a definition of yourself and say, Nope. I'm not going to go to that place that I've gone my whole life. I'm not going to go to the external to tell me my worth. I'm not going to go to the external to tell me what I have a right to care about. I'm not going to go to the external to tell me how valid my feelings are or not. And instead to turn inward, it's destabilizing. It's new. It's uncomfortable. Um, But that discomfort is a place of growth. Um, I, I, I hope that, If you get anything from this response, just that we think your experience of this interaction is real and valid, and this pain and this discomfort is real and valid, but that doesn't need, that doesn't mean you need to do something to fix it, or that doesn't mean that there was a place in your journey that you misstepped, right? You Mm -hmm. were living your life and they were living their life and somehow it collided in this way. And now we have to deal with the grief of potentially losing a friendship. Um, But I don't want you to, to internalize it as as something that you did wrong.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, we know that this is easier said than done that this sort of this work of trusting and believing yourself um, of looking towards the, the good in your life, the support that you have. And and recognizing that this situation can feel so deeply triggering, um, and and like Sierra said, destabilizing in a lot of ways. But we hope that you find a way to um, build that stability back for yourself, that you find a way to trust your experiences and trust the love that other people are giving you, even as these two people are out there in the world with a story about you that doesn't feel true to you and recognize that, that we're in it with you, that this is not easy work, um, but that it, it is something that we can continue to build on together.
0: Yes. All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing happy engagement, wedding planning. Um, we love you. Thank you so much for writing.
1: Absolutely. We hope this helps.
0: All right, everyone, it's Friday.
1: So we are going to give you a blind date, which is when we try and set you up with something that we think you are really going to like. So this week, we're going to send you home with...
0: All right, it is a TV show and an app.
1: And an app.
0: Well, I'm doing a two for one because it's a TV show that's been out for a while that everybody is watching, but it's so incredibly good. So if you're not watching The Last of Us on HBO, uh, HBO sure, 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 sure. you f- just go fucking watch that show. I've not been <laughs> devastated by a show like this since Game of Thrones came out. Uh-huh, um uh-huh. And, but the app, so two for one, because like everybody's watching it and I'm also like a month, two months late, but like you just, <laughs> it's just what I'm into right now. Um, I recently downloaded this um, app called Breathwork um, and I honestly, I was sold on it because somebody on my social media posted it and was like, at first you'll hate it and then you'll love it. And I was like, I'm down for a review like that, <laughs> especially when it Perfect. comes With a, it's like a mindfulness app about, it's, it's like, you know, between 30 seconds and four minute little exercises about breath work. It's guided. It like vibrates your phone in a really soothing way. And- What I like about it is um, or like my truthful review of it is when you open it and you set up your little account, you know, you can have a free account and it's like, what do you want this work for? And I'm just like, you know, I got an almost 11th month old. I'm exhausted all the time. I'm always sick. I was just and I clicked something like energy. I want energy and and something like that. And Hmm. so the breath work Things that they suggested for me were meant to be about um, energizing or whatever. And there are things like breathe in for six seconds, exhale for two. It's very soothing, very easy, very quick. And I swear to God, the days that I do it, I have more energy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's like the sugar pill sort of thing, but like I... You know, actually, the first time I did it was like a couple of weeks ago when I recorded and you were like, what are you on? Because you're really <laughs> hyper. <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> anyway, so um, I've just enjoyed it. I mean, I think these apps are, you know, mostly unnecessary, but predominantly they're, they're meant to be used as a pathway to a new habit. So am For I sure. going to have this app forever? Probably not, but I've enjoyed it in the couple of weeks that I've had it um, just to give me the framework to de- be more mindful about my breathing. So it's called Breathwork it. Without the O um, in Work, and you can find it where you get your apps.
1: Perfect. And go watch
0: The Last of Us and Cry with Me.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll do that all right everyone thank you so much for listening if you want more content from us you can always support us on patreon if you support us on patreon for as little as five dollars a month you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode that's patreon.com slash just breakup pod
0: you can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes but most importantly you can submit your que- questions about all matters of the heart at just which is also where you can find our merchandise
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more broken-hearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend, Spencer Worth Davis. And remember y'all not everyone is for us and we are not for everyone you are allowed to make mistakes you are allowed to show up in relationships imperfectly that is not unsafe despite everything that you have been told you are allowed to disappoint people you are allowed to be imperfect and if all else fails
1: Just break up.